know the why human trafficking work is needed to fight for the freedom of modern day slaves. But love, passion, commitment isn't all you need to be an effective and successful anti-trafficking advocate. Learn the how. I'm Dr. Celia Williamson, Director of the Human Trafficking and Social Justice Institute at the University of Toledo. Welcome to the Emancipation Nation podcast, where I'll provide you with the latest and best methods, policy, and practice discussed by experienced experts in the field so that you can cut through the noise, save time, and be about the work of saving lives. Welcome to the Emancipation Nation, episode 116. This week, I want to talk about the R. Kelly conviction and why some of you who love him might need to change your tune. So singer R. Kelly was convicted of sex trafficking and racketeering, and some of us are outraged. But I've spent the last 30 years studying sex trafficking, so let me help you understand why you might need to change your tune. R. Kelly used some tactics that sex traffickers use to lure young girls into their trap. Sex trafficking is not so much about kidnapping vulnerable youth and women and chaining them to a bed. Sex trafficking is pimping, and the game remains the same. It involves manipulating vulnerable youth and others. There are chains involved, but these are metaphorical chains. Sex traffickers chain minds and hearts through the use of control. R. Kelly controlled his victim's behavior. They would eat when he allowed them to eat. They would use the bathroom or bathe when he allowed them to do so. When they spoke to their parents by phone, he was close by to control what they said. Over time, when the only voice you hear is the one of your controller, you experience trauma bonding and will do and believe anything they say. Your thoughts become their thoughts. If sex trafficking was about kidnapping, we'd have victims actively trying to escape. But most of it is about manipulation. So when the heart is chained, the victim will participate in their own victimization along with their perpetrator. But it's easier to blame the victim. In my work, we call that shooting the wounded. More enlightened R. Kelly fans blame the parents because R. Kelly convinced the parents that it was safe to send their children to him. Well, much like Olympic hopefuls, parents who love their children want to help fulfill their children's dreams by sending them to men who promise safety, support, and preparation. Some parents can't afford to quit their jobs and travel with their children. So they trust, and they trust in the wrong people. Right out of the trafficker's playbook, R. Kelly sold them a dream. This larger-than-life star lured youth, convincing them that their dreams would come true. A skilled trafficker, a.k.a. con artist, doesn't take your love, doesn't take your trust. You give it to him. Then he steals your innocence, controls your actions, and traumatizes you. Today, some of those now adult women are still bonded to this man through trauma. This didn't just happen. 
It was the plan of a man that has been perfecting his exploitation of young girls since his marriage to 15-year-old Aaliyah in 1994. There's a saying that we're all involved in fattening the pig, but love to blame the butcher for its slaughter. Some of us love R. Kelly. We knew about Aaliyah and the other accusations of mistreatment of women and youth over the years, and we excused each one of them away in favor of his music. He chained our hearts and minds, and in return, we were willing to sacrifice these children and turn a blind eye. To our Kelly supporters, I say you're still being duped, just like the kids into believing this person is something other than what he keeps showing you. Maya Angelou said, when people show you who they are, believe them. In order to calm our internal contradictions, on the one hand, believing that you love and protect children, and on the other hand, believing you support R. Kelly, you choose instead to blame the parents or the children instead of the perpetrator. We call that cognitive dissonance. In cognitive dissonance theory, your thinking, your feeling, your behavior, all has to come in line with each other so that you can remain sane, so that you don't have the internal turmoil or stress going on. So for instance, if my feeling is that R. Kelly is wonderful, then, and I'm also feeling and believing that I'm a good person, then that's a contradiction. So I have to come up with a way to rationalize that. So I'll blame the parents or I'll blame the kids for their own victimization. The same thing is true if someone's walking down the street swinging a purse and someone else snatches it and runs. They believe they're a good person. So they have to say, well, my behavior is bad, but I feel like I'm a good person. I have to justify that. That all has to come in line. So I'll rationalize and say, well, if she weren't walking down that street swinging that purse, I wouldn't have snatched it. Therefore, I am still a good person. Same thing happens with domestic violence. If you didn't make me hit you, because see, I wouldn't have done that on my own, because that behavior is bad and I'm a good person. <laughs> so, same thing happens in, for instance, the R. Kelly situation. I love R. Kelly, but I also protect children. So, how can I rationalize? those two competing thoughts. Oh, I'll blame the parents or I'll blame the children. But if we want to align our feeling, thinking and behavior about protecting children, then we can't possibly support a person that has been convicted, a person that we've seen over the years demonstrate and show us who he is. So we have this idea that abusers are creepy men that live under the bridge somewhere. In reality, purchasing children and youth for sex and getting away with it, that's expensive. It takes a decent amount of money to pay to exploit youth. So don't believe the hype. A sex trafficker, no matter his station in life, no matter how much he or she sang sweet love songs to you, 
can also abuse and exploit children. So let's step in the real name of love and see sex traffickers for who they are and really love and protect children unconditionally and non-judgmentally. Until then, the fight continues. Let's not just do something, let's do the best thing. If you like this episode of Emancipation Nation, please subscribe and I'll send you the weekly podcast. Until then, the fight continues.